What's up? I can't believe we're actually here sitting doing this podcast. I know, now. yeah, I know. We've been bad. It's been cr- crazy. Bad. What's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the crack? What's going on? Not much. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to episode... 11. 12. 11. 12. 11. 11? Definitely 11. Really? Yeah, the last one was 10. No. Yeah, I'll look at the app. I can't believe it's been so long since we've done a podcast. Hold on. We've actually forgotten what episode we're on. (laughs) 12. It is 12. You see? That's because on this podcast, that was episode 10 at the top, but it's because 11 was played down there. Oh, I see. Well, there you go. Episode 12. Wow. Even better. So then we shouldn't have bothered until next week. Yeah. No, no, no. It's been a busy few days. It's been a busy couple of months. Months even. I don't, and we're not uh, even in the busy season. No. That doesn't bode well for this podcast. Doesn't bode well, but we're, we're picking it up. I can feel it in my bones. Okay, good. As good. well as some slight inflammation. Yeah, that's the... Around the knee joint. Sugar. Yeah. Anyway, we're back and we're bad and we're mad. And we're ready to go for another <laughs> podcast. You're thinking, you, you could have went with rad. <laughs> sad. Yeah, sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Glad. Well, that's the opposite. Okay. Okay, good. Anyway, um, so you, you, you got a new camera. Like, let's fire straight well, we ahead, be, man. Well, we um, say, well, like, wh- why have we been away for two months before um, we get into all the tech well, stuff? Well, I've, I've been building an office. Yeah, Paul, this is the reason. And it's been one reason and one reason only. Hey. Paul has been building an office. I've been building. His office is more important than this podcast. That's Not true. The, the office is actually going to aid the podcast. It's it, will it will eventually. It will record more often. So I don't have to. Have you got like? Um, have you thought about like what you're going to put on the what, egg cartons? I've seen that. In yeah, I could do some of that because I eat a lot of eggs. So you do. Well, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I could keep chickens. Like in after there about as well, two years of supply to. of egg cartons, you'd have the whole room done. Yeah. Be cool. It'd be really, really bassy kind of podcast sound. Yeah. Good deep, deep. What else? What else uh, do you put in a sound booth? Um, um, microphones. Um, people. Yeah. Uh, no squeaky things. No, nothing that squeaks. Uh, no, no, no dogs. Ah, he's look how quiet he is today. He's good. He knows. He's curled up. He knows we're talking about. I think Boggins is getting. He just kind of looked up at me there as if to say, "Yeah, he does the little God. eye look." Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's so, yeah. really been it. It's been Paul has been uh, doing a podcast or not a podcast. He's Sorry. been he hasn't been doing a podcast. He's been building an office. Yeah, and that is the reason. That I've been sitting here days. just waiting. <laughs> Waiting, Nothing just twiddling my do. thumbs. But you've been working on your garden and... Um, yeah, but still. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it's been good. Yeah. So anyway, we're back. We're ready to go. It's another another year of weddings ahead. And, it is. Um, you have a new camera. I did. Fresh from the shop. Tell yesterday. us Tell us the whole story. Cause the whole story won't take people, very long. I know. Okay, well, that's well, what that's I said. Good. That's good. That's story because okay. otherwise it'd be really boring. Boring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh well, this this may still be boring. Okay. But um. Okay. So um, as regular listeners will know, may well have forgotten because it's not really worth holding on to. But anyway, I shoot with um Fuji X Pro Two and Fuji XT Two, 
And for some reason, Uh-oh. I don't know, I could never really get into the Fuji X-T2. It just never did it for me at all. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows me will know that I've kind of, wouldn't say complained about it that often, but I've often said, I'm just not really enjoying shooting with this camera. So um, Fuji released their X100F recently, and I used to have the X100T for all my personal stuff, and I loved it. I really loved it. And then I think I eventually traded that in for the X-Pro2 last year. Yeah. And, um, but now that the X100T came out, I thought, you know what? I think I could maybe shoot with that and an X-Pro2. So, the, so yeah, I just got traded in the X-T2. So, like... And got the X100F, and I did that yesterday. In White's Pharmacy, Kilkenny, for all your photographic... Uh, Paul, have you broken oh, the man. rule of podcast? Let me smash that against the wall. Oh, it's 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 on silent, but it's ringing on my laptop. Oh, you're so connected. I have hand over. Stop. T- mute mute I, your laptop. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause here and take this call because it's um, important. important. More important. More important than the listeners. No, no, but it, it's important. So I'm going to take this call and we're going to come right back to you. Okay. As soon as I take this call, and we're back. That was a very fast phone call. That yeah, was it was. Really Done. Nice. Thanks, man. Um, so anyway, so you sold, you've traded in your X-T2. Traded in the X-T2. For the X-100F. So what do you think of it so far? So far, I like it. I mean, it's familiar because I had the X-100T and it's quite like an X-Pro2. It is, yeah. It's more like an X-Pro2 than a than an X-T2. You know, it's got yeah, that range it finder the, look. Yeah. Um, it's nice. They've customized some of the, changed some of the buttons around, made them a bit, you know, it's be, it's a be, definitely a better layout, um, yeah. And so far, it seems to be performing well. I haven't really, to be honest, given it a proper thorough um, go over, go over mm-hmm. because I was busy yesterday cutting my grass. It's a lot of grass as well. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was busy kind of doing that. But um, I, I will, I will definitely get a real better look at it over the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And do you think, so what What do you think are the pros? Like, what was the reason for getting this? Why did oh, I get rid of the X-T2, yeah, for example? It, yeah. Well, when you're switching between the X-T2 and the X-Pro2, there's mm. a real, um, they look so differently whenever you look through the viewfinder. And to be honest, it kind of became quite off-putting and it used to do my head in. Um, the other thing is, I never quite found the eyepiece to be very comfortable on the X-T2. Right. It used to kind of dig into my eye. Okay. Um... So that was kind of annoying. I just never, I just never really enjoyed using. You never it. took to it. I hardly ever really used the tilt screen, so that didn't even become a benefit. So it's um, not something you're going to miss because you don't have a camera don't with think a tilt I, screen. I don't now. think I'm going to. Yeah, I have no tilt screen anymore, yeah. well, apart from my X70. But um, I don't really think I'm going to miss it, to be honest. Okay. Um, so the other thing is, is that my primary um, uh, field of view is that what it's called? Focal length. Yeah. Focal length. Focal length. My primary focal length is always like 35 mil equivalent, which is what the X100 has. So what my thinking is, is that the X100 will almost be my primary camera, which might sound crazy, but I mean, it's literally an X-Pro2 in a small body. It's the same sensor and everything. Same sensor, you know. So the image quality should be... Same processing, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. It's got a fast buffer. Does it feel as quick? Um, Autofocus-wise, well... The funny thing is, is that Fuji just a few days ago released that firmware three for the X Pro Two, mm-hmm. and um, the autofocus is really snappy on the X Pro Two now, like super snappy. Okay. Um, 
in 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 good light, I was just testing it there earlier in the kitchen, and in good light, it seems to be really quick. It sounds different when it focuses on the X Pro Two does. The X Pro Two is like just kind of almost instant. Okay. This does a little, did it? Okay, you know to kind of you know find its point, but um, no, it seems to be. It's to me, it seems to be fast enough. I mean, mm. geez, how fast do you need an autofocus? Fast. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, get time will tell. Get an X Pro Two. Time will tell. I suppose you have to. Um You'll have to use it for a, a couple of wins and stuff. Yes, really, yes, get really, yes. Get really, really used, used to it. Yes. yes, a real good. But feel listen, for it. No, 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 no. I will let the uh, listeners hear the mechanical shutter. This is a mechanical shutter. All right, I'm going to put it right up to the mic. Did you hear that? No. One, one more time. Maybe put the the lens right up because that's where the okay. shutter is, isn't it? Okay. Oh, see, it needed to focus. Let me let me just focus on someone here. Oh, sorry, I'm kind of messing up. Here we go. Ready? Mm. One more. Oh, it's quiet. It is it quiet. Is quiet. So that'd be nice, like discreet, especially in a quiet room when you're photographing. Yeah. You know, sometimes when it's really quiet and you're like, "Ooh, I can really hear the yep. of the shutter," like so, especially with um, an SLR. Yeah, so it, I, I like it, man. I think okay. it's really nice, and uh, I look forward to using it. I was torn, as you know, between the black and the silver, and I sent you, Eric, and Connor, my nephew, the exact same message saying silver or black, and every one of you said black. And so I you came, went for silver? I came away with silver. Yeah, that's yeah. so like you, stubborn to a fault. Dig the heels in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the no better man for, you know jumping and just going for it so it'll be interesting to hear after you've shot a wedding what you think of it and yeah you come back and yeah talk i need it, about I, I it definitely like you always that, need a few weddings you do to get used yeah. to it like and by the time we do the next podcast you'll have probably done about 10 weddings anyway. <laughs> i actually said to the guys in white's pharmacy because literally everything i had on the table came from that store and um as i was leaving i said right guys i'll see you in about six months <laughs> for trading <laughs> why don't you just lease your stuff off them it would be easier like, should actually that'd be yeah. a good idea if only they did that yeah, yeah. that way you get your stuff like yeah that'd be good yeah. I wonder is there a lease place in Ireland where you can lease photography gear yeah, long no, that's term that's a good question we should look we should find that out yeah it's listeners we'll, we'll just get the listeners to find it'd be out. interesting to lease your cameras wouldn't it because you I guess no, you use them so much throughout the year and then if you have a problem with them you just swap it out for a newer one like yeah you know that way you're not you know you're not obsessed by the the camera and then its value isn't falling you're just mm. leasing it and then you you're don't have to service it, it and you've got the latest equipment all the time yeah there's a definitely a business opportunity out there for somebody there is isn't there mm. do you know i think i met a guy at a wedding there back in late december last year and i think he leases photography equipment okay. but i think it's more for uh, more videographers yeah maybe it, because things have become a little bit more affordable leasing is not really as much of an option as it used to be. Like, Probably you know? not, yeah. Probably not. So, yeah. But there you go. So, anyway, I like it. I think so it's So, that's cool. good. We'll be interested. Cool. Yeah, we'll it's be nice. interested to hear how you fare out with it and how you feel and you'll give us your honest opinion. Do you think there's any cons with the camera at all yet? Well, like, I mean, obviously... Is there anything that makes you go, mm. Well, obviously, it's a fixed lens. Yeah. So, I am limited. But as I... But you've always got a 35 on one camera anyway, don't yeah, you, really? Always. I always do, anyway. Always. So, um... It's a fixed lens. Um, the one memory card thing as well, you were saying. Uh, what about my brides? Who listen to this? No, but you back up constantly throughout the day anyway. So all the time. Always I'm always taking it out and putting in a fresh one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got a single single memory card. But I shoot with single memory card on, on one of my cameras all the time. And I just yeah. back up regularly. Like, yeah. So. 
Yeah. I don't think that's an issue. If this ever comes back to bite me, I am screwed. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. So anyway, um, yeah, so single memory card. Um, there is some reviews. People say that it's a little bit soft at F2, but eh, I suppose it is kind of. But in a way, it's kind of, uh, it's mm. fine. It's a nice softness. Like I... Remember, whenever I had the X100T, I used to love this lens at f2 because it gives the most amazing, beautiful, hazy flare. Mm. And I don't get that same flare with my X-Pro, with my um, 23mm yeah. lens. There's a danger of things becoming too digital and too perfect. Exactly. There's something kind of nice about a bit of organic crap. light just crap. Oh, sorry, yeah. Just a, a bit of soft organic light just sneaking in there every now exactly. and again and getting something different, you know? Exactly. So, Cause there is like, uh, do you I, carry on organic light with you? <clears throat> Just for whenever you need to throw it in front of the lens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, so I mean, that that's the only thing really. People say it's a bit soft at F2, right. the single memory card, the fact that it's a fixed lens. A lot of people will probably say it's not a professional f- camera. Really? Uh, well, yeah, a lot of people would say, you know, because I mean, the X-T2 and the X-Pro is the professional line, really. Well, it... it <laughs> I always wonder about that because you're the professional, really. You know what I mean? You're right, Paul. Your quality of your equipment, you know, is enough to get the images you want. So it's really just a kind of a a sales pitch more than anything, isn't it? Get this thing with the stronger body because if you drop it, you'll be fine. But like you've got lots of cameras, so you're all right. And you don't drop your cameras. I don't drop cameras. I have them on many straps and hooks and little trinkets. Yeah. So I I think it's, it's a piece of equipment that, you know is better than any camera you would have used two or three years ago and you were fine with those images you know yeah, that kind of way so, so um yeah i think i think so i don't see time the, will I tell see the issue if yeah. i come back in a month going what did i do but can i ask you another thing you were me- you've mentioned lately about shooting raw with jpeg and trying to use more jpeg and mm. stuff like that how are you faring out with that good 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 um so uh yeah i don't know if we talked about we didn't talk about this no. in the last podcast but um yeah, so I've just been kind of, I'm always kind of toying with the idea of changing from raw. You've been doing to, this for a while. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. And I, I, the very first wedding I shot with the X-Pro2 was all shot on JPEG. That's right. The very first one. Talk about a baptism of fire. But, um, and then I went, ah, no, I, did, I didn't really like it. But I think it might have been because of the camera settings at the time. I had the, the JPEGs were very punchy and okay. kind of very strong colors. So whenever I went to edit those JPEGs, which I suppose in a way kind of slightly defeats the purpose. But whenever I went to edit them, I just couldn't kind of get them back to the way I wanted them, uh, you know, to exactly the way I wanted them. So, um, yeah, but more recently I thought, I wouldn't mind trying JPEG again. So it, it's, such a com- it's, co- it's such a complex story as to how I got here, but very, very quickly, I wanted to try out Alien Skin Exposure X whatever it is, mm-hmm. X2. Mm-hmm. And one afternoon I thought I'll download some stuff on the Alien Skin X2 and I brought in a batch of images from my X70 and from my X-Pro2. And it just so happened that all the pictures that I had taken on my X70 were in JPEG. And whenever I edited, edited them on uh, Alien Skin Exposure, they all looked amazing. And I thought, wow, these look incredible. Then I brought in the RAWs and started to edit them and they all looked crap. And I thought, why, why do they look crap? They were all really heavily vignetted and everything. So maybe it just was the fact that the Fuji couldn't really handle, or X, uh, Alien Skin, Alien Skin uh, Exposure couldn't handle these Fuji RAWs. So, but I was just like, wow, these JPEGs look so good out of the X70 whenever they're mm-hmm. given a little edit. And uh, so then I went, huh. Oh, 
I wonder if I edit these JPEGs in Lightroom, what they look like. And again, they looked amazing. I was like, oh. And the other thing is, is that editing JPEGs is a real cinch because there's not really a whole, you, you mm. can't really do a lot to them. It's, a lot quicker, it's literally right? apply your preset and you can only really nudge the exposure up a couple of little taps one way or the other. It's same more with, brightness and contrast. Same with their than, shadows. Yeah. And they look they looked really sharp straight out of the camera, which is kind of a nice way. To, when you're yeah. editing, you're like, oh, these look beautiful. Uh, and you don't have to sharpen them when you export them and stuff. And I just thought, oh, these look good. So I thought, right, next wedding I'm going to do, I'm going to shoot it in JPEG. And what I did was I shoot it J- JPEG to one card, raw to the other, yeah. just in case. And uh, But what I did was I edited the wedding all, all, in, JPEG. all in JPEG. And... Uh, and I, I was shooting in kind of not great conditions, to be honest. The venue, it was not like one of the really bright venues. You know, it was kind of a darkish venue. Yeah. The church wasn't a great church. It was a greenish kind of horrible church. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I, but I mean, I edited them and mm. they're fine. And I've mm. delivered the wedding and they love them. So that's good. So like it makes you kind of go. It's cutting oh, it's down good. really on your editing process. It's also, I think mirrorless lends itself well to doing that because you're looking at your exposure live. You know, it does. SLR might be a bit that different in that when you shoot SLR, you have to chimp a bit more to see am I getting my exposures right? Whereas you're looking at a live view of the shot through your EVF. Like, that so. is very true. So I think maybe, you know, with mirrorless and stuff, you know, that could be a way forward. Like it yeah. really could. Well, and the other thing is, is that um, you save crap loads of space in your memory card as well. Probably makes you a slightly better photographer in the long run. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How can I put no, that? No, I, I, no, I think, no, I think you're right, yeah. yeah. First time right. Yeah, perfect. Because God knows you need it. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. No, but like, I, I think it could, because you <laughs> think about your shot more, you think about your light more, and sometimes you tend to just shoot and correct rather than correct and then shoot mm. if you're shooting jpeg yeah you know? well i mean that's the other thing you when you talk there about point. chimping which <clears throat> is a term that i never heard of before until mm. you mentioned it one day and um so that's when you take the shot and then you look at your screen look at the back of the screen mm. that is one thing you never do on shooting murderous right you never because you don't need to you don't need to you're constantly chimping you're exactly <laughs> you're looking at it all the time yeah but um Yes, interesting, so interesting. Yeah, mm. it'll be interesting to see. The cameras are getting so much more powerful in their processing side that they can do nearly as much as what you can do afterwards. Mm. Like I think the argument was before was that, you know, they're not powerful enough to apply the same level of presets or whatever that a computer can do. But I think now the processors are getting so much better, so much faster. Um, the sharpening algorithms, the noise reduction algorithms are getting so much better that they can produce a shot that looks mm. really beautiful. Sure, look at how Especially I'm the black and whites can be really, really nice. Oh, the acres coming out. Yeah, but I see that's the problem. Whenever you're shooting in JPEG, I shoot you're everything in color. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't shoot on acro. Which makes sense as well, probably. Yeah. Um, there was one thing there you were saying. Oh, God, I've lost that. It's gone, it's gone. What about the theory of Pop. shooting in black and white to, to enable you to see light better and stuff like that. Well, you see, I did do That's that. That's a on good the, thing with mirrorless. Though. I did do that on the X-Pro and the X-T2. And the reason I did it was you because um, because they, they look so different in color that it used to put me off. And do you still do it now? No, not anymore because I'm shooting in JPEG. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. I haven't done it for the last three or four weddings. Interesting. Very good. Very good. But so it'd be uh, good to see. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you think of it. It's a beautiful camera as well. It is. It's a little bit smaller than the X-Pro, which is kind of nice and discreet mm. and stuff. So um, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be a good one. It'll be a good yeah. one. Yeah, I think so. So, so there you go. Very good. So Paul, what else is going on? 
I think you've made a new purchase recently as well. I bought a... At last. <clears throat> Finally, I bought a Mavic. I ended up oh, buying a Mavic. So I was going to buy the the um, the Phantom 4 Pro, but then I ended up opting for the Mavic. And um, I'm pretty happy with the purchase. Why you know? did you go for the Mavic in the end? I think... Without slagging off my Phantom I 4. Think, I think... Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I, the Phantom 4's camera looked looked slightly better than the Mavic. It looked a good bit better, I'd say, than the Mavic one. But... I didn't know if I was that was going to make as much a difference to me because the quality of the camera is still is pretty excellent. Like, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think the one thing that got me with the Mavic was portability. Yeah. I think I would use it more, and I have, and bring it more places, which I do, because it's so bloody small. Yeah. it's It can fit in a small little bag with a controller, and boom, you'll bring it everywhere, and I bring it. Um, and it doesn't take up huge amounts of space. Yeah. You can open it out anywhere and just fly it. Battery life is amazing, and it's a in br- fact. Is that a Mavic in your pocket right now, or no? I'm just happy to see. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody had to make that joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it is class, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's class. It, it was brilliant. It was. Br- we were out flying them this morning uh, before the podcast. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's great. It's so it's, fast. It's so, so fast. fast. You know what I can't get over is how um, how quiet it is compared yeah. to the Phantom. Yeah. Phantom's definitely a lot louder. A lot louder. Yeah. But the Mavic is so quiet. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's been great. So like I've used it people. at a few places, a few venues. I think maybe the Phantom can handle stronger winds better than the Mavic. I don't but know, then man. I have do you know what? I don't know for sure because I haven't taken it out in certain winds because I've been like Ugh. Well, we don't I know for sure. We don't know for sure because Paul Paul is a bit of a chicken when oh, it comes man. to flying his Phantom Tell in the this wind. Story. This is a good one. Well, Paul and I met up about three or four weeks ago. He got his Mavic and uh, he got his Mavic, and we he hadn't flown it yet. Or yeah, had had you flown it? You hadn't flown it very much. I'd flown it only a tiny bit, just up in the air and back yeah. down again, something like yeah. that. So we went to this uh, place called Mount Leinster, which is about an hour's drive from here. Amazing place, amazing views, beautiful. And the, and, and the day we went up, it was really it was quite a rough day, but we there was nobody around, obviously because it was so nasty out. Uh, but we thought, well, the Mavic could probably handle this. You know, and we thought, well, let's not go all the way up Mount Leinster. What we'll do is we'll keep driving around, and we found this really beautiful big valley with oh, a stream and everything. Cracking. And I said, uh, right, what about here? And he's like, oh, I don't know, man, I don't know. And I go, ah, be grand. I said, it was I, very windy, though. It was pretty windy. I said, I've, I've flown it in wind much stronger than this. <laughs> so he goes, oh, I don't know. And I go, well, well, I fly my Phantom just to show you that it's okay. Yep. Yeah, do that, do that. I go, okay, grand. So I got the Phantom out. <laughs> The first thing was, had the phantom out, put it on the ground, went to take it off, and the phantom literally flipped over and landed on its head. I guess <laughs> Pretty if the phantom much. has a head. If so that it, was, if that wasn't sign enough that it was windy, like so I don't then, know what more we needed. So what really. did we do then? I went, Paul, you hold you it, hold. you hold it, and I'll take, I'll take it off from your hand. Uh. So uh, we fired it, cleaned it all off, fired it up again. Paul was holding it took it off and then I flew it out about 20 or 30 feet and just kind of went left to right up down back and forward make sure I could do all the things that I needed to do and I was able to do it like it was it amazing was, it was fine especially going with the wind <laughs> so then I thought going with the wind so then I thought right like, look at this man it's so fast <laughs> I was like yeah it's amazing so there's this huge big valley in front of us with a big long stream I thought right I'll, I'll stick on the video and I'll fly away down the valley so which is exactly what I did with a beautiful tailwind behind me amazing and flew it away off into the distance to eventually do the point where we could no longer see it. I don't know if that's illegal. I think it might be. Oh, we could see it. Just a point. So we could see a tiny little white dot away in the distance, but it was over a kilometre away. It was so far away. 
and it was a it was probably about three hundred feet below us because yeah. we'd flew it down we into the valley, and it was a way downhill. And I thought, right, that's great. And it was about I think it took me about three or four minutes to get down to that point, and I eventually thought, right, I'll bring it back. So I turned it and faced it back towards us and hit the forward button oh, for it to come back. <laughs> and it was you can see the speed, and the speed was zero point zero. Did it not go into minus at some point? I think or it might have done, like and it was just—it was just stuck. It could not fly. And I was like, "Paul, it won't come back." And this I was, was like, what? This was one of those moments when you can feel the blood draining, going, <laughs> "Oh my god, what, what's going? What on? are we going to do?" I was looking, going, "If we land it down there, we could probably make our way down the valley and find it in yeah. some field or something." Yeah. But you weren't but having I, that. It might you have been. It might have been to that point. I was all like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me let me think about. Let me help Paul, Paul, Paul. Let me think about this. It's not moving. And it's I not was, moving. I was actually thinking I might have to get Paul to drive around beyond mm. it, mm-hmm. and then I'd fly it over back up the valley to the side towards you. Yeah. And then I thought, right, I'll stick it into sport mode. That, that's so when. I, that's when the little <sighs> bulb went off. Bulb. Sport mode. Stuck it in sport mode. Amazing. And it started to make its way back. Mm. And I had to fly it against this wind. And it was zigzagging all over the place, do you remember? But it was really fighting the wind. Like, really well, fighting. Sport mode is a, it's a handy little it's absolute, extra. Abs- absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but needless to say, we got it back. I, I was shitting but myself. I was, I was crapping myself. <laughs> it's not even your drone. You were crapping yourself. But, no, um, but I, yeah, I was, all I could think of was... At least now he'll get a Mavic and we'll both have Mavics. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have been allowed uh, another yeah. drone. Yeah, I know. I would not have been allowed another drone. So um, so we got it back and then we went all around the uh, bend a bit more mm-hmm. to a and quieter then, area and through both of them. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Brilliant. It was deadly. Brilliant. Sorry to anyone out there who's no interest in drones whatsoever. Yeah, we're droning on. We're dr- oh, I love it. I love it. That's it was cool. brilliant. Just like that. I'd say you got a giggle there. Just like that. So, um, so yeah. yeah, that's the drone story. But um, yeah. yes, you're loving your Mavic and... It's great, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go out later and fly some more now. As well. It's a nice day. It's a lovely, lovely calm. still, calm day. Once you see that, you're like, yeah. We should go somewhere really peaceful and just disturb it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be brilliant. Look, look, look at this. Isn't this the beautiful and serene? <laughs> oh, sorry, Boggins. Boggins looked up at me there. He did not like that whatsoever. Yeah. I'm done. My head back down. So, um, yeah, so uh, what about your Instagram hiatus? You're still... Still uh, off. Yeah, it's good how you find... Well, what's been going on on there? Um, not much, really. Same old, same Anything old. I haven't really been hugely on it myself, but um, nah, nothing. I, I usually check Instagram because I get a notification going, Dave has posted a photo. Not, not but that's not, not happening. Not anymore, really. you're not. Yeah, so I've not, I've not been on Do it you have nobody much, else set up for notification posts? No. No. Nobody else. Just yourself there. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, you're still you're still staying away from Instagram. That's, that's yeah, cool. still staying away. Yeah, and um, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. I, there is times where I kind of go, ah, I could Instagram that now. Like mm-hmm. yesterday, buying the X100, oh, yeah. oh, that, that'd be a good Instagram. And you just tweet it thought, instead. So I still have the thought, oh, that'd be a good Instagram. Mm. But you're just tweeting now instead. I'm not even. That was my first tweet in like about three months. <laughs> okay, that's good. I tweeted just to say, real podcast episode. Did I say episode 12. 11? <sighs> I think I said episode Unbelievable. 11. That goes to show you how useless I am, man. Not to worry, it's episode 12, but at least that'll push our episode 11 listenership up a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there you um, go. Well, I mean, the things that we had on our uh, tech thing, aren't like we had a little wonder list there. Uh, 
and it's all crap stuff. It's all boring. Okay. It's all old. This is the problem <clears throat> with having a technology podcast, Paul. When we talk about technology and then we podcast two months later, it's now old technology. <laughs> exactly. We should call this the old tech podcast. <laughs> Did you see Retro that? tech. <laughs> um, there, there was a rumor I was reading about the DA20 coming out soon and a D760, but um, it's still all rumor stuff. But it looks like the D20, DA20 might come out this year. Oh. They're not sure about the D750 replacement. But I, um, I've heard a rumor that they're bringing out a new um, Mark Six. And I've heard a rumour that they're bringing out a new X-Pro f- f- 3. Wow. Uh, Just uh, cre- I know. creating our own rumours. Yeah. And I've heard a rumour that they're bringing out a new... Um, uh, what else? Rawrumours.com. Just check it out. Yeah, that's, raw where rumors, rumors. that's where all the rumours are. That's yeah. Where, yeah. I heard a rumours that... Um, if you type that up now, I don't know what will happen. That uh, Boggins loves me more than D. <laughs> oh, that's rumor. I, that's definitely just a yeah, rumor. Heard, it's not true at all. That, um, I had a rumor that Obama wiretapped Trump as well. I think that I think that was uh, a rumor. Yeah, it's only a rumor. So yeah, I mean, there's the, the, I, raw podcast rumors is the place to go. Yep, that's the thing with those rumor sites. I mean, sure, anybody could create a rumor. Well, I think some of them though, like Canon rumors, tends to be quite accurate. Why so they I call think, the Canon? Uh, so I think they must have someone facts. on the inside or something like that. Like you know, uh, they they know somebody or somebody's leaking information somewhere. There's always leaks in companies like that. Yeah, stuff, you know. Well, there you go. All rumors. So there you go. How's your business set for the year? Business is grand. Um, yeah, business is grand. Um, we were, yeah. I was due to be shooting a wedding tomorrow. Oh. But that was cancelled. Oh. So here's a thing, right? Here's a thing. Okay. Um, last year, in total, I had five wedding cancellations. So last year, I shot about 50 weddings. Bumper year for you. What? Bumper year for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But last year, I had 50, 50 weddings. Uh, or due to shoot 50 weddings and in the end I shot 45 because I had five cancellations now that is I, I think that's mental I think that's a lot of cancellations mm, it is especially if you tot all that up and look at what but you, that's an unusual year that wasn't like yeah that's on a that was an unusual year but um, you kind of go you know what's to stop that happening every year or what, you whatever you know how do you handle it so I had a I got a phone call you know an, an unfortunate phone call on Monday or Tuesday and uh you know, family have, you know, had a basically a personal issue and the wedding has had to be cancelled, unfortunately. And you kind of, you know, you say to yourself, geez, that's terrible and I hope everything's okay. And, you know, th- you that's genuinely the, feel bad. Yeah, of yeah, course you course, do. Of course yeah. you do. Um, but it means that, you know, I'm not shooting a wedding on Friday and therefore I'm losing out on my your wages, pay, my pay. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I mean, everybody has these things in their contracts differently and stuff like that. So I, I'm, I'm always kind of curious as to, you know, I suppose once, if this only happened once a year, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But it's the fact that last year it happened five times and now I'm already, we're only in April and it's happened already. So I'm thinking, wow, I hope this isn't like a sign of the times where um, it becomes the common thing to be able to just phone up your photographer and say, look, we've had to cancel. Uh, especially if it's a week before your wedding. Yeah. That's very late notice. So I do know that there's uh, people out there who have things written in their contract to say, look, if it's this close to your wedding, you know, you got to pay this much. If it's this close to your wedding, pay this much. So I'm kind of always thinking, I wonder what the best way is to do that. I definitely do not have the answer. So I'm wondering, does anybody else have the answer? Do you have the answer, Paul? No. Oh. But I have... Suggestions. Oh, good. A couple of suggestions. 
Well, it's not even that. It's a very hard situation to handle, especially if people are cancelling for personal, you know, or unfortunate reasons or ever ever it might be. Mm. It's happened to me as well. Um, Lucky enough, they rescheduled and I was able, available to shoot the rescheduled wedding. But it is, it is difficult. And when it happens so close to your, to the day, you really are taking the hit, like, you know, because you're expecting that to be a part of your salary and then that part of your salary has suddenly disappeared okay you're not doing the work but but you're you know, giving up the date that would have been available date. to others exactly so yeah. people when like when people retain your services you know they're retaining you and you're expecting to be paid for that and it's almost like a contractual agreement that you will get paid for that date yeah and um and they're going to pay you so that you don't take on anybody else instead mm, of them, you yeah. know. And that's what I guess your deposit is for, and that's what that covers. But you do have to protect yourself um, coming up to the wedding. And the only way I can really think of it is to to be able to be paid in installments or is to take take payment in installments as you get closer to the date. More and more of the of the final balance is paid, so that mm. when it does come to the date, and if people do cancel you, you're compensated for that yeah. cancellation, you know. But then there's the other side of it, which is the admin of handling all that. And this is a lot of, like a 50 weddings, say a year, you're handling maybe four installments per per person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden now you've 200. got 200 transactions to look after throughout yeah. the year, as, yeah. as well as all the other admin that goes on. So it's difficult. Yeah, it is it difficult. Is difficult not yeah. everybody wants to pay an installment. Some people want to pay everything coming up to the wedding because they're saving for the wedding. Of course, some sense. people want to pay you after the wedding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it is difficult, and it's difficult. Also, I would find it difficult to, um, to, what would be the word, um, execute that clause in your contract that says if you cancel me a week before, then you have to pay me anyway. Yeah, you know, it's not know. an easy thing to go and do. It's not an easy thing to do. If it's you're not a big faceless corporation, it's easy to send a bill and a warning letter and say pay yeah. us. But you're a small business and oh, your reputation create, counts for a lot, you know. I could create David McClellan Corp. In in the Cayman Islands or and, something. And uh, have a picture of me on the about page, but it's a blurred face. Or we could just like make an angry version of you, like <laughs> yeah. draw on it yeah. or something. And like an animated gif <laughs> of happy, angry, happy. This angry. is what happens when you... Yeah. But yeah, like it's... I wonder how other people cancel. It'd be yeah, interesting it is, to hear. it is. I mean, um, like I know a friend of ours, he uh, takes his installments, or he takes installments throughout the year. I mean, there would be a way of automating it, as you say, as, we, as, we, as we've talked about, like mm. using 17 Hats. I mean, 17 Hats has those workflow options where you can, you could send out, um, I don't know, I think, I think what you can do is you can set the project date being the wedding day. Mm. So then you could create workflows to say, 60 days, like 30 days from the project, yeah. they'd send out this invoice. Uh, three months from the project, they'd send out this invoice. So I think there would be probably ways of doing it, but I wonder, does it get complicated? It definitely gets complicated. It doesn't get complicated for the customer, yeah. I mean, or the client. Because so, here, here's the couple of, like, here, here's a, just a few steps that I can think of that would make it complicated. First of all, you've got to schedule all those invoices. Second of all, you've got to check, are those invoices paid then? So that's, that's more kind of checks you have to do to see, okay, I've sent out all these invoices for installments. Have I been paid for them? Then along comes your your VAT returns. You have to work out who's paid what and what percentage they've paid. So mm. you pay that VAT. And then at the end of year taxes, you work out 
let's say, invoices for each of those. So you'll have four invoices per person. So you're going to have 200 invoices to research. Yeah. And then you've got to look at your accounts and maybe people are paying you. Some people are paying you in different ways. Maybe they'll pay you from an account with a reference and then sometimes they'll pay you and you won't know the reference. So it it could get messy. You know, it, it could get tricky if you didn't keep on top of it. And you know what it's like in the middle of July, August, when you're up to your eyes with, with work, mm. with weddings, trying to track where all that money is coming from or has people have people paid you and all that so but i suppose that's where 17 ads comes in handy though yeah because you, you could yeah. automate a lot of it like you wouldn't have to actually manually send out those they, they'll be sent out automatically yeah. by 17 hats what you could do with 17 hats is link it to your bank account and and see when that money comes in and ask them to do a particular reference each time you know you could have a reference yeah. per customer so like you could have that reference with their name date that's what i do do though a name date B mm, name date mm. C and D so you can see that four payments from each customer say if you were doing yeah, it but in I mean, fours yeah you know but you, but you don't send them all out at the same time no though. I know yeah uh, but I'm saying over the year then you could look for A B C and D for each person that way you would have yeah a reference then yeah. an individual reference for each twenty five percent yeah 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 I mean there's ways of of solving it all right I just think it would there's definitely a little bit more admin to yeah, it there's a probably. little bit more overhead in probably that sense. but it. It's one solution to be, well, first of all, it would spread your, your wages throughout the year a little bit better, probably, mm. because you're getting paid more regularly. Mm. So you could plan your, your your money a bit better and you could pay your taxes a bit better and so on. And then second of all, it means that coming up to the wedding, you're pretty much paid, you know? Yeah. Which is... Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I remember years ago, I used to do payment in thirds and it was like, um, you know, third upfront third before the wedding and a third after the wedding crazy no. and i used to think oh i'll take a third after the wedding because it means that i'll uh, be you know really focused on getting yeah, the edit done but, but when people have, are married their priorities nightmare. change yeah so you never get nightmare. money out of people then no. they don't want to know about it but then the you just have to not give them their pictures you know what i mean you just say pictures are ready um give me my money aye Final balance, please. Well, generally, I think people want to pay stuff. They want to get rid of it and get it paid. That's why know? I think the installments <clears throat> wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, it's worth it. Like, I have it. had people, I mean, and I know you have as well, people who have paid off their weddings like two or three months in advance. Yeah. You know, because they just want to get rid of it. They're like, oh, let's just get it done, yeah. get it paid for. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So anyway, just going back to the whole cancellation thing. Yeah, it is an, it's, a, it's a bit of a nightmare. It is a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. And I'm kind of always wondering... I wonder what the best way is to handle how that. people handle it. It'd be yeah. interesting to how hear other people if handle anybody it wants to drop us an email and let us know mm. how, how you handle it. And you can it. write it, you know, anonymously if you want. Mm. You know, absolutely. And uh, also, just create a, a an account <laughs> with in Gmail called Dave is angry. John Smith at gmail.com because I don't think anybody would have nobody used that would have name. used that one. No, no. Um, and then just send us an email saying, "Hey yeah, guys, John Doe. can't tell you who I am." Yeah, but I unfortunately had about twenty cancellations, and I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, we can't help you there. Okay, I was too busy thinking of other names that are common. <laughs> Jane Doe. <laughs> if you're a girl, uh, you could, or if you're a boy, you could send Jane Doe because that Joe would really confuse us. We'd never know. Oh, Joe Bloggs is brilliant. Uh, Joe Bloggs, yeah. fun guy. And then uh, what was it? Um, uh, John it? Appleseed. Oh, was he another one? Apple used that oh, one all the time, Apple isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. There you go. Yeah. What else is going on? Um, so that's business talk. That, that's a little bit of business talk. Yeah. Over. It's good. No, it's interesting though. It, it is that time of year when you're trying to prep yourself for the year ahead and 
you know, get all your men in order so that you can yeah, go no. shoot weddings and you can go make money and, you know, make a living. It's fat, fat time as well. It's tax, tax time. Oh, fat time. Hey, fat time. I hate it. Yep. Oh, well. Um, Gotta pay the bills. I think are we all done, like, tech-wise? How long, yeah. how long have we been t- speaking there now? 40 minutes. Is that all? That's it's very short. It's a lovely podcast size. We could do another one. I don't know if I've got it in me. <laughs> uh, what else is going on here? Let me see. Um, um, Paul. Yeah. Dumb Mavic firmware. Uh, Lightroom versus exposure. Can't be bothered. No. Exposure was crap. No. I tested it. Yeah. It Nonsense. Shit. So I downloaded Alien Skin Exposure X2 because I thought, oh, this looks like it might be a Lightroom beater. It's not. No. Delete. Aren't they releasing? Um, no. You, oh, that was a beta, was it? Or something? Because they're only uh, releasing no. that already. Oh, maybe oh, no. maybe a beta. I don't know. But maybe. anyway, it was just... It wasn't as it good. Was, it wasn't, wasn't fast. You wasn't, did. It wasn't as fast as Lightroom. And Lightroom's not fast at all. So anyway, that done. Oh, okay. Xperia Touch Projector. Uh, just something I've seen in the web and I thought... Tell us about it. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's a little projector. It sounds amazing, actually. You can plug your phone or your... Uh, yeah, I think it's for your phone. You plug your phone into this little projector. It's tiny. It's actually, Paul, about the size of that thing that all our cables are plugged into there. What's okay. that thing? What's that called? A frostbite. What's that say? Frostbite. <laughs> What's it say? Focus right. Oh, focus right. That's our little mixing desk. Focus well, it's right. actually just our input. Yeah, it's all our right, yeah. Lamp. So, a uh, little... F- yeah, it's about the size of that. It's about six inches by about two inches okay. by about four inches. Anyway, and um, set up on the table, plug in your phone, and it projects your phone image onto a surface, and it's completely touchscreen. No way, that's amazing. So you can I want use, one of them. Yeah, I know. How much I are knew, they? I knew you would. I knew you would. How much are they? Uh, $1,600. <sighs> Still want one. Sell your Mavic. So that's that. Um... What else? Not boring. That's it. I, I, I think that's us for today. Boring, that's our, that's uh, our lot. Boring. Uh, next one. Boring. All boring. Okay. That's us. That's our lot for today. Be, uh, Episode 12 is quick and easy. In there. Little business talk. Little tech talk. Get out. Do the job. And done. Get in. Do the job. Like it. Like it, a wedding day. In. Do the job. <laughs> do the Get job. out. Good enough. <laughs> out you go. <laughs> Off you go home. We've had enough. Don't talk to me. Just let me get in. Say my piece and yeah. leave. That's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Um, so, yeah. Is there a meal? Is there a meal for me, by the way? I've, yeah. been, I've been here eating for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> I'm starving. the thing that I, like, uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk about no, it. No, tell me. Day. I was going to talk about, I was going to say, what do you eat when you're at weddings? But ah, that's a whole other, let's, that's a whole other podcast. Next week, we'll be bringing you Dave and Paul eating on the road. Oh no, don't make eating sense. People hate that. Oh, do they? Sorry. Oh yeah, don't make those. People will be turning off. Oh, man. Sorry. Or, I don't know, some people might be turned on. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay. So okay. we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. So bye. Bye.